Hello, welcome to Doha Town. This is a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from around Myanmar. Brought to you by Frontier Myanmar in association with Foundation Hirondelle. This week, as the violence in Myanmar escalates, what effect is it having on children? From young kids showing signs of trauma to teenagers on the front lines, we look at the issues affecting people under the age of 18 during this conflict. That was the voice of a seven-year-old boy in Dawei. A clip of him circulated recently on social media, defending his mother from arrest. It moved a lot of viewers. Police came to detain the boy's mother in mid-February for sharing a social media post that was critical of the military. He was praised for his bravery, but some people worry the incident may leave psychological scars. Children have experienced physical and emotional trauma in many different ways since the February 1st coup. They've suffered the effects of tear gas and stun grenades, even while staying inside their homes. Security forces are using these tools in dense urban areas in their crackdowns on anti-coup protesters. Po Tu used to be a playful boy, but it's been a long time since he's ventured out even onto his balcony. The five-year-old lives with his grandmother and his aunt in a ward of Yangon that security forces have regularly been visiting. The whole family had caught COVID. He had been emotionally traumatized because of COVID and also because he has to live away from his mother. To make matters worse, the coup took place while we were helping him recover. When there was intense shooting around the end of February and in early March, though he didn't say he was afraid, he showed signs of missing his mother a lot. He couldn't get to sleep and eat well. Even to drink water, he could ask if I could drink this and he asked questions like if soldiers would come and kill him. He seriously missed his mother who is away from him. That's Potu's aunt. She said the boy used to like to pretend he was a soldier and play with toy guns, but that he now says he'll never play with such toys or think of such things as a game. His aunt is trying as best she can to ease his mind, but she is also stressed. I try not to talk about deaths in front of him. I show him cartoons and I'm teaching him recently so that he can focus on other things. And I cook his favorite foods for him. Many other children like Potu are expressing signs of trauma. Some have witnessed the arrest of family members. Some have seen relatives shot with slingshots and rubber bullets are beaten by security forces. Photos of the weeping children of murdered protesters bear witness to their suffering. Save the Children told Doa Tan that it started providing remote assistance to children in Myanmar a month ago, and that it has helped about 100 so far, approximately 10% of whom have suffered physical harm. Psychotherapist Uong Min Thane is the founder of Counseling Corner, which offers psychological support to individuals, couples, families and groups. Counseling Corner normally charges for its services, but since COVID-19 it has provided free counseling every Tuesday over social media. Uong Min Thane says the impacts of childhood trauma can last into adulthood. 
To start from the school age, children who suffer trauma in their early childhood will not be able to catch up with others in the classroom, and they will not be sociable. Childhood trauma can have effects throughout a person's life. When they grow up, they can have relationship problems and tend to use violence against their partners. They don't know how to solve their problems. They don't know how to respond when they are shocked. They will affect all aspects of a person's life, including his career. They may view themselves as losers and blame themselves. They can hardly achieve success in their lives, and they may not be able to take it if there is a serious blow later in their lives and may have suicidal thoughts. UNICEF has called on Myanmar's military to abide by the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, which Myanmar has ratified, along with the Child Rights Law of 2019. The legislation enshrines children's rights to protections from violence, peaceful assembly, and free expression, while prohibiting unlawful detention and separation from parents. Nonetheless, the military regime continues to show disregard for human rights, including those of children. In a township in Mandalay, soldiers shot a 16-year-old girl dead while she was sitting inside a house. They shot a 17-year-old first-year University of Medicine student while she was protesting against the regime in Yangon's Tamwe Township. More than 200 civilians have been killed by security forces since the February 1st coup. At least 10 of them were children under the age of 18, according to the Democratic Voice of Burma. Despite arrests and fatal shootings, young people continue to take to the streets across the country. Wong So Nang Min is 17. He moved to his friend's house after his parents forbid him from joining the anti-coup demonstrations. Now he's on the front lines, holding a shield to guard against the junta forces, who began using live rounds to disperse unarmed protesters in late February. As they has imposed internet blackout, we don't know the news. We have to wait for the aura from the CRPH. We are not yet launching attacks. So far, we are only defending ourselves. I am totally against the coup. They are causing trouble for people in inferior ways. Even if the Suji is released and set free, we won't forget them. I believe Generation Y and Z will fight back together. Mong So Nang Min is furious that teenagers, kids his own age, are being murdered by security forces. Psychotherapist U Ong Min Tain believes these strong feelings teenagers are experiencing must be acknowledged. To engage with teenagers, there is a need for negotiation. We can't stop them, they like taking risks. They have the strength that we don't have. They feel like fighting and go into the front lines. If we can't stop them, we'll have to coax them. If parents can talk them into going to a safe place if something happens, they will have a sense of security. They will return to home if something happens, believing that their parents understand them. Such children will feel more encouraged than children who don't receive support from their parents. Potu's aunt worries she can't protect her nephew from witnessing further violence at the hands of the military. I'm very worried that they would raid our house at night, claiming to check overnight guests. We are all women and there is no man in our house. So I'm worried that I will not be able to protect him if something happens. I'm worried that he will see them harming us. 
We hope you enjoyed this edition of Doatan. You can listen to the podcast on the Frontier Myanmar website and Facebook page, on Doatan's Facebook, SoundCloud, or YouTube page, or you can listen to it on iTunes. This project to support human rights reporting is a partnership between Frontier Myanmar and Foundation Hirondo, with support from the Embassy of the Netherlands in Myanmar and the Swiss Agency for Development and Cooperation. Thanks for staying with us.